Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. I had about time we changed the order of those two people, don't you think? Well, I suppose you are the more, more important one. Steve Kaplan. Uh, alphabetical Mart- order but, suits me. Oh, that was always the problem at school. Yes, you were <laughs> first in line to get your BCG examination or to go over the horse in gym, and I was obviously near the end. The chap in front of yes. me, Jim, got his arm broken when he did some particular flip-flap or something like that was called. Anyway, what tech excitement have you got for us this week? Uh, well, I'm going to start with um, some research from the Riken Centre for Brain Science in Japan. <laughs> who have um, been researching on the best way of quieting crying babies. Oh, well, my daughter's got one of those. Ah, well, you can tell her. The best way, they've done this through um, putting an ECG on 21 babies and monitoring their heart rates. The best way of quieting a baby is to pick it up and walk around for five minutes. Right, because no mothers would ever know that. No mothers would ever have known that. So isn't that useful information? It is not only useful, not terribly um effective because no. I think I saw this and pointed it out to her and she just raised her eyes. Exactly. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Which brings us on one of these scientists are doing important work. To uh, this year's Ig Nobel Prizes, the Ig oh, Nobel Prizes for a scientific discoveries will make you think, why on earth do they bother? Um, and the, the the prize for engineering goes to Professor Jen Matsuzaki of the Chiba Institute of Technology, who has done a lot of research into the best way to turn a doorknob. Right. And um, he's discovered that the larger the knob, the more fingers you need to turn it. Ah. Well, so small wasn't that worth studying science for many years? Ah, absolutely. But he as you and I do with would be able to tell him, the best doorknob is not a doorknob. The best way of opening a door is a lever. Yes, absolutely. If you've got, wet, <laughs> if you've got wet hands, they slip off a doorknob. They do, exactly. Oh, the uh, Ig Nobel Prize for Physics went to research into why ducks swim in a straight line. And why do they? Well, they it's energy saving, other. apparently, and the last duck gets the most benefit. I suppose that's a little like cyclists and slipstreams and things. Yes, okay. But the, um, I can't see how prize... useful it is. What is he now going around telling any ducks he sees that's not in proper line formation, trying to chivy it into line so it understands? Exactly. Yeah. The, uh, the Ig Nobel Prize uh, for Biology goes into study of how constipation affects the mating prospects of scorpions. You right. do wonder how they carried that out, don't you? Very carefully, alone, I imagine. Very carefully, let alone why. But um, <laughs> the how? The how is almost interesting as the why. But hang on, but hang on. Among, you know, a population of scorpions, how many have constipation? And how do you even know if a scorpion uh, is well, constipated? Exactly. And then how do you know whether it feels, you know, up for mating? Well, it, I know. It... I know. The how. The how is as interesting as the why in this case. Yes, I agree. I agree entirely. And finally, the, no- the Ig Nobel Prize for Medicine 
uh, went to a study that discovered that cancer, pa cancer patients undergoing chemotherapy suffer few side effects when one component of their therapy is replaced with ice cream. But actually, if that's true, that sounds rather useful. It does, doesn't it? I don't know which one you have to miss out. Presumably, it's not the chemotherapy angle of it. Oh. But anyway, that's worth knowing, isn't it? Well, see, yes, that's if it's yes. Well, he should be disqualified from the Ig Nobel Prize because it is worth knowing. Yes, <laughs> it is worth knowing. And while we're on the subject of uh, pointless research, yes, here's one from the Max Planck Institute for Human Development, who have discovered that a one-hour walk in the forest reduces stress. Well, you never knew that, did you? No, not at all. Well, I don't know. You might be stressed that trees could fall on you. Or... You might. Well, they took 60 volunteers, and the half of them they had walking through a forest, and the other half walking through busy streets in Berlin. And they found when they did an MRI afterwards that the ones in the forest had less activity in their amygdala, the amygdala being a sort of group of neurons that process emotion. But walking through any busy city and coping with... Traffic yes. and crossing streets is yes. stressful. Yes. You know, by and large, you're not having to sort of pause and look both ways in the forest. I know. I know. There's been some very strange research going okay. on recently. This is all well, we got any scientists this week who are actually done anything useful. Um <laughs> probably oh, let me just have fact, a look. No, the no. fact you have to pause <laughs> before answering. No, no, tell, that's fine. Plod on. Tell me what ridiculous things they've been doing next. Oh, let's have one of these, though. Let's have one of these. Right. So. Now, how often have you been phoned up by someone saying, Hi, this is Kevin from uh, Windows. Yes. And yes. you've got a problem with your computer. I and have say, lost track of how many and times. And you say, your name isn't Kevin because you have a strong Indian accent. Mm. And they say, yes, yes, my name is Kevin, continuing in their strong Indian accent. And it's off-putting because people think they're lying because they're clearly not who they claim to be. The first words, the first sentence out oh, of God. their mouth you contains engage with two them. falsehoods. You actually well, engage with them. I try and get them to fess up, but they never do. Oh. Oh, okay. Or, in fact, when you phone any company for tech support, Hmm. And you get passed through to someone with an accent that sometimes you have difficulty understanding because yes. they're clearly in a different continent. Yes. Well, help could be at hand. Thanks to a company called Sanus. I say help. I don't know if it's going to help or, in fact, help them to fool you. It'll help them. Who have developed accent-changing software in real time. Good grief. Let's have a little listen to one of their samples. This is the, uh, the original tech support helper. Okay. Hi, this is Alex from the Customer Service Aid. How are you today? Great to hear. I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for asking. So how can I help you today? Okay, rather more lucid and easy to understand and less cracking exactly. than I normally find. Okay. But let's hear him after processing by SNS. Hi, this is Alex from the Customer Service Aid. How are you today? Great to hear. I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for asking. So how can I help you today? <laughs> So Honestly, it sounds something like robotic. a robot. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Robotic, yeah. um, metallic, and I would hazard almost more difficult to understand. Yes, and certainly very creepy. Yes. Anyway, go to sanas.ai if you want to know more. 
And you can find out how you can change your accent on the fly to American. That's, that's the second um, URL I've noticed in almost as many weeks um, with .ai. It's sort of becoming rather more common, isn't it? It is popular among people who do AI yes. solutions. Yes. yes. I mean, I like the bit where, you know, you could take out the words or the music from a particular song and just yes. left for the other half. That was fantastic. That was good. Oh. Yes. Um, I've got many of my friends have been doing exactly that now. I'm delighted with to hear it. Of, yes. Um, so, it with others. Yeah. what do we do now? Where are we going? Uh, well, we're going to visit the moon. Oh, how exciting. Yes, exactly. I haven't had my you... breakfast yet. No, you can visit the moon without actually leaving the Earth. How about that? This is due to a company called Moon World Resorts, Inc., who are based in Canada, who have plans for a sphere 224 metres high, which uh, in imperial measurements is very high indeed. Wow. Very high. Gosh. Very high. And it looks like the moon. It looks like a giant moon. I say a giant moon. It looks like a small moon, but it looks giant in comparison to the buildings around it. Yes. Uh, Inside is a simulated lunar surface. And according to their press release, Moon's signature attraction will enable guests to experience walking on the lunar surface while exploring a vast working lunar colony. I don't know how authentic the vast working lunar colony is, because, of course, there aren't any lunar colonies, vast or otherwise. No. But anyway. Why make the exterior look like the moon when you were to go inside it, I wonder? So to, well, to attract you from, from oh, afar. Oh, right, so it okay. looks like the moon. You think, I'd like to go there, and you can go inside it. Anyway, uh, opening soon in Dubai or possibly somewhere else in the Middle East or maybe North America or indeed Europe or possibly even Asia. It's going to be quite difficult to move wherever they find you designed to open it, isn't it? <laughs> well, they, they haven't actually got a location. They haven't got a location for it yet, but they've, they've planned it. Oh, I see. And okay. who knows, one day they might actually build it. Okay. But it's quite fun if they do, don't you think? I'd go in it. Yeah. Oh, we will probably be one of those things that's only for millionaires. Oh, well, possibly, yes. Possibly. But it's, I still think, especially if you have to wear a spacesuit to hop around on the moon. Yes. No, no, no fake rocket trip to get there. That would be more exciting. It would. I remember when my children were very young, and I took them to the Fleet Air Arm Museum in Yeovil, mm-hmm. which the Fleet Air Arm being flying machines that are associated with the Royal Navy. Yes. And at one point, you get onto a helicopter, and they you get the helicopter and they and they close the doors. So you're sitting in this helicopter mm. and the windows are all blacked out and it shakes and it makes a noise and it rattles. And then the door opens on the other side and you get off the helicopter and you're on an aircraft carrier. Ooh. And my younger son Joe, who was then about five, said, Oh, we really flew here. And he was absolutely fooled and indeed entranced by it. So how you get there is certainly a big, big part of, of the whole mm-hmm. experience. You better write into them and tell them. I yes, well, they, they should, they'll they should be doing. This. They'll yes, listen to this. And they'll know now. Yes. So one more thing, and then let's take a break. Uh, one more thing, uh, blueprints. So you've seen lots of blueprints. I don't quite know why they're blue. There must be a, must be something to do with the reproducing of yes. them. And certainly, the blueprints is all very well. But when you actually want to build the building, you need people who can copy those blueprints accurately onto the ground, which is not easy to do. You think about it it's actually quite complicated it involves a lot of measuring and then measuring again because they make a mistake 
then that's going to be a pretty yes. big problem once they start yes. building. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, Hewlett-Packard, HP, to give them their nickname, have brought out the Sightprint robot, which uses a variety of different inks, to, and it can paint outlines, it can paint mm. accompanying text, and it zips around in a fraction of the time that previously highly trained sight painters would have done. Yes. And with greater accuracy. So, you know, this may be the future of, of robots zipping around painting floor plans on floors. Oh, well, that sounds quite exciting. It so does, doesn't it? Every time you look at a building site just before they start putting things up, it doesn't seem to be very even. So I don't know. How... No, the power doesn't matter. Oh. Apparently, it can cope with uneven ground. Well, that's very clever. It is very clever, yes. I don't think I'd they, be very happy if I, was one of, if I was one of the people who actually currently was employed to paint the outlines, I wouldn't be very happy. You wouldn't be happy at all. Would but you? I could take the Samus software and use it to change my voice, and people would think I was a robot. And so maybe they'd assume I knew what I was doing. Um, yes, they could That's certainly clever. give that a go. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, why don't we give it a go by having a little break, and then we'll come back for some more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to Gadget and Gizmos, where I'm in discussion with Steve Kaplan, who's got all the latest from the tech world. Not yet feeling the necessity to open my wallet for anything, but uh, maybe, maybe there will be for later. Oh, well, in that case, let's give you something you can open your wallet for right now, because it's okay. actually available. Right. I uh, have a gazebo in my garden, and when it gets dark, <laughs> I want to... I'm sorry, to... that's one of those phrases in those cod, cod foreign phrase books. Isn't it? <laughs> I have a gazebo <laughs> in my garden. Yes, okay. And I wanted some illumination underneath it. Yes. And so I went on Amazon to have a look at uh, various rechargeable battery-powered lanterns, and yes. I found the most amazing thing. It's a camping lantern. It's rechargeable. It's very small. It's about 14 centimetres high by 8 in diameter, just yes. like a cylinder. And it has four leaves, one on each side, yes. which light up. And you can fold those leaves down so you can then hang it from the top. Yes. And there's another light that comes on underneath as well. So you can either have it on the table or you can have it hanging from above. It is USB rechargeable. And so far, it's absolutely brilliant. £15.99 on Amazon. And what a great thing that was. Oh, OK. Well, that doesn't sound quite useful, although I'm afraid I've gone low tech and worried that there are going to be power cuts this coming winter. I've bought some wicks and some paraffin for oil lamps. Ah, uh, well, okay, which, that would work. That would work as well, though. I'm guessing. How how, do you, how long does the battery last on this? Have you found out yet? They reckon ten hours at least. Oh, which is most yes. power cuts you imagine. Would be anyway, it's than that. made by Blue Car, B L U K A R, and it is really cute and really very good indeed. Wow. Uh, highly recommended. Okay, there so you go. There's something Blue you can Car. buy right away. Thank you. Okay, here's something you Very can't useful. buy right away. Hmm. 
We talked about robot cockroaches back in 2018 in show 175, which were robots that they put inside Rolls-Royce engines to go and inspect them. And uh, they were. Well, from robot cockroaches, we now have cyborg cockroaches, which are actual cockroaches. They are cockroaches with a, a wireless receiver on them that controls their legs, so you can drive these cockroaches remotely. Right. And not only that, but they have a solar cell backpack so that they can keep on going um, forever, pretty much. And the idea is that they could use these things to go and, for example, find survivors in collapsed buildings or even to go into radioactive areas because, of course, cockroaches can survive just about anything and they will survive much longer than we will as a species. Now, my mind immediately is sort of leapt ahead and thinking, well, if they can do this to cockroaches, they can do this to humans. And it's rather disquieting. There was an art exhibit a few years ago uh, from a a performer, an installation performer, who had her muscles wired up to the internet so people could dial in and move her body around. Ow. Exactly. Okay. Yes. I'm I sure either forget her name. Terrible, or I'm like... sure people were terribly respectful in the way that people are <laughs> when they're think using it, the internet and nobody knows who they are. Yeah. It may not have amounted to much more than the occasional twitch. Right. Mm. That doesn't make a command. Well, I suppose the robot, and... the, the cyborg cockroaches do sound terribly useful. I'm just worried about the them turning us into cyborgs. Well, I mean, it will come eventually. I mean, you know, Facebook yeah. are working on it bit by bit, aren't yes. they? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, where now? We we'll be dead. Lord, dead and gone. Well, we haven't talked about 3D printing for uh, for a few weeks. And we're not sure going to now, last week. Sure it wasn't last week? Did we last week? Oh, I don't know. I don't we may have done. Anyway, 3D printing buildings, that is the big thing. Or it was the big thing, big thing until Alex Bell came along. Alex Bell being an American inventor who's come up with an even quicker way of building buildings Mm. uh, than 3D printing them, which is, first of all, he makes an inflatable building. (laughs) Right. Okay, yes. To your specification. Yes. Uh, Then he brings it along and inflates it. It takes, um, he reckons, um, about 10 minutes to inflate his building. And then he opens a little valve in the top and he pours concrete in. And the concrete goes, replaces the air in the, in the building. And he reckons in an hour and a half, he can put up a 200 square, 200 square foot building. And okay. it looks like a building, if the walls are perhaps a little more bulgy. Well, I was about to say, that is the problem with inflatable anything, surely, is that it's not, yes. Yes, it's not strictly it's, it's, vertical. It is very it slightly look like bulgy. It looks like a, an unbouncy castle. It is. It is certainly very unbouncy by the time he has. It is effectively a bouncy castle. But the cure... so you might ask here, how does he get the inflatable building out once he's poured the concrete in? Are you going to ask oh, that? Well, I was more thinking, how does the concrete go? You know, if something. I mean, if there's air in it, how does the concrete actually descend through the form? Well, they 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 pour it in the top, and it replaces the air. Concrete goes in, air comes out. That's the easy part, I thought. Oh. Oh, okay. What happens then? Well, he leaves it in place, and then it forms a an airtight and waterproof membrane, uh, which insulates the house. Quite clever. Really. You see, well, you say clever. 
he was thinking, I'm not going to be able to get rid of the outside. <laughs> I know yes. what. Let's call it a waterproof membrane. Yes. Yes. Okay, I think Damien Hirst should build a concrete bouncy castle and then not tell anyone it's concrete. Chuck the kids in and see what happens. No, I yes, with lots of dots on it. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> with lots of dots on it. Okay. We haven't had one of these for a little while. Let's have one now. And we're zipping along to our crowdfunding uh, time of the week. Oh, a nice pause there so I can play this. Thank you very much. I do like the way that that bass drum fades away at the end. I'm very pleased with that. Good. And food processors, smoothie makers, <laughs> whatever yes. you may use them for. Yeah. They're noisy. They're cumbersome. They have to be plugged in. No, not now. Thanks to the Milo Air Cordless Motorless Fluid Food Blender. It uses a magnetic drive. Motorless, yes. So it it consists of three parts. There's a base unit, which is rechargeable, and they show how you could hang it up on um, on a special hook base for charging. But I don't know how you get the power to the thing that you're charging it with. But it would hang on the wall. But anyway, somehow you can charge it up. It charges itself cordlessly. Hmm. On top of that, uh, you have the unit with the spinning blades. And on top of that, you have the cup. So the cup you fill with whatever food and ice or whatever you want. Then you put the spinning blades on it upside down. Then you invert the whole thing, put it on your food blender, and you turn it on. And it all whizzes around and it blends your food apparently almost noiselessly because of the lack of a motor. It's all done with uh, with magnets. Oh, it's quite... Seems quite clever if it works. It does seem quite clever if it works. It looks like it works. It is uh, £191, though, which is quite a lot for a a food blender that only does one thing. Yes. But they have, in fact, set a realistic delivery time of December 2023. So they've given themselves plenty of time to actually go into manufacturing with this thing. Anyway, you have until the 6th of October to go and look for the Milo Air cordless motorless food blender on kickstarter and see if you like the look of it i think it's quite expensive for what it is yes um quite yes so quite. I, I agree but then if it's the first one maybe there'll be lots of other knockoffs much more cheaply oh so, i'm sure they will i'm sure they will possibly even before uh christmas 2023 when this one comes out yes yes okay onwards onwards and finally there are a few phrases less scary than innovative chinese missile <laughs> But uh, okay. here's one developed by the National University of Defense Technology. For yes, there is such a university yes. in somewhere hidden away in China. Uh, this missile has a range of 120 miles. Uh, it flies at 32,000 feet at two and a half times the speed of sound. When it gets within 12 miles of the ship that it's attacking, it then drops to skim the waves, again going at uh, two and a half times the speed of sound, when it gets within six miles of the ship, it dives under the water where it becomes a super cavitating torpedo, which pumps out an air bubble in front of it to reduce the drag, which enables it to go at 220 miles an hour. 
So if I were on a, a naval ship in Chinese waters, or in fact, within 120 miles of Chinese waters, I would be pretty scared about this. Because yes. I think there's absolutely no defense against it. No, it does seem incredibly scary. It does but, seem incredibly but scary. But how can you pump out an air bubble in front of you to reduce the drag? Surely that would have other um, applications as well, wouldn't it? For increasing it's, speeds well, of other things. The supercavitating technique has been used in, uh, in other oh, craft as well. But mainly torpedoes, because it's torpedoes that you want to go very fast. You're yes. not too bothered if, if submarines yes. don't go quite so fast. Well, that's a scary way to end. We normally end with it something is. light and funny. Um, that's not very can, at all. Have we got time? We can end oh, with a fact staggeringly that, quick. Uh, Janet Jackson's 1989 song, Rhythm Nation. If you listen to it uh, on your laptop, be warned that it can crash your laptop. Because uh, it because the chorus has the same resonant frequency as the fifty four hundred RPM hard drive that is inside some uh, older laptops, and it can also crash nearby laptops. It could be someone else listening to it. Good grief! Good grief! And how long has that record been out? Since nineteen eighty nine, really just Gosh. discovered it. Well, a lot of people now realizing they need to bought a new laptop. Okay. <laughs> I know that's not playing Janet Jackson. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Steve Kaplan, thank you very much. That's it for Gadgets and Gizmos for this week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.